Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the UI Breakfast Podcast. I'm your host, Jane Portman, and today our awesome guest is Miriam Tothino, founder of Zerus and Ana, and we're going to talk about kids and teaching them about technology. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the US. And if you want your business to be all set up by 2020, you don't want to wait. Sign up today at gusto.com slash UI breakfast and get three months free when you run your first payroll. Hi, Miriam. Hello, Jane, and thank you for having me. We're absolutely excited. We have such an interesting topic. I'm very, very happy that uh, Benedict introduced you so we can have this meaningful conversation today. Same here. Hello, Benedict. (laughs) Before we get started, could you give us a little bit of your life story, like in a few sentences, and um, how did you end up working on a book for kids? That's what Zeris Nana is. So my name is Miriam Tocino, as you said, and I'm the founder of Zeros Anona. And uh, well, it's a it's it's about books, but uh, it is a a project that aims to introduce children to computers in a very warm and welcoming way. Sometimes the digital world can be daunting and overwhelming, right? And uh, what the project tries to do is to make computer science uh, a little bit more accessible for parents and also to help them open up the conversation with their kids. And uh, I do it through illustrations and storytelling, whether it is with picture books, as you said, Jane, or with comics, or I'm preparing emails to be sent out, or worksheets, or games. And uh, that's what I'm doing. What about your background? You have a very interesting story. So you've been an architect, you've been a developer, a teacher. So tell us about that. I always liked writing and drawing, but as a kid, I never thought about it as a career. Indeed, I went to college and I studied architecture and I worked as an architect for some years in different countries here in Europe. And at some point in the journey, I decided to, to quit my job as an architect and uh, I taught myself how to code. And uh, my husband, he's a game programmer, and uh, somehow it made me curious about uh, his industry, and he was so excited about programming that I needed to try. I ended up um, working as a software developer and later on as a a programming teacher, as a coding school uh, in Amsterdam. Two years ago, I had a baby. And uh, he revealed, he changed my life completely, as people say. And I decided to, to leave my work for a while and spend more time for him. And uh, that's when I went back to writing and drawing and started working on Zero Sanona. In the industry, we should talk more and in separate conversations as well about the ways that parenthood changes the way you work, the way you think about life and projects and everything. So how did parenthood um, change your life? Just just a little bit about that. It's very important because, uh, well, you could very much say that Therus and Ona were born in one of the most chaotic moments of my life. <laughs> uh, having a baby for us... Uh, was a big challenge because he was he doesn't need to sleep that much (laughs) 
we got one of those babies that actually, and he was not even crying, you know, like he just wanted to explore the world like as much as possible. And so people were like, no, but do this, do that. And at some point we needed to shut down, you know, and accept our reality, you know, and surrender, you know, like he didn't want to sleep. You know, so we spent many nights in the living room, you know, playing with him and long nights and and days were very unpredictable and we were very sleep deprived. Well, I said that I decided to quit my job as a programming teacher, especially sure I decided to do that, but I didn't know how to go back and teach in front of 25 grown-ups who had decided to quit their jobs and switch careers into tech and then be sharp for eight hours. <laughs> How do people do that? Oh, that was supposed to be eight hours in a row. Of yes, teaching. yes. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's, I couldn't do it, Jane. So, um, and that's why, yeah, that's where, where Theresa Nona was born. So days were very unpredictable. Again, sleep deprived. I was breastfeeding, which means hormones were also very unpredictable. But uh, the good thing about it, actually, is that later on I learned that uh, creativity blossoms at its best in an unstable environment. <laughs> and uh, when there's instability, everything loosens up, you know, and creativity is like this child who just wants to dance. Then you could very much say that working at Theresa Nona was my own personal way of dealing with the chaos around my life. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally resonates with me. Uh, <laughs> How lately. was it? Uh, <laughs> as, a, as a mother of three, I uh, can totally, like, totally, totally support every single thought that you've shared. <laughs> uh, I've lately been, been asked, like, how do you manage several businesses at once uh -huh. and the answer is like once you tuck three kids in different places <laughs> and take care of them like managing several businesses becomes no brainer <laughs> just kidding but yeah sort of that um so um uh, the education the tech education for kids um have you practiced the ideas from zaris and anna with with your child what was first the idea for the book or you needing like learning material for your own son i think it for us was realizing that well we we have been reading books to him since he was very little right so we met this librarian at a conference and she was so into you need to start reading books to babies you know before they start crawling because otherwise you don't get them later into it you know and they prefer to move then so we were like okay 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 this woman seems like she knows what she's talking about. Let's try. So we've been reading books to him since he was one. We actually don't make that much of a difference when people say, like, from which age is this book, you know? And we've been reading him any book that we liked, just bought it, and we started reading to him. And we soon realized that most of the books that you found out there, they are about uh, animals. And, <laughs> and animals are great and kids love them, right? But it was in that moment when we said, like, but what about they now live in a world in which they, I normally say, you know, like they will, they, they will become familiar with computers before they meet a cow in real life. 
<laughs> we might not ever need an animal in real life really there you go there you go and then it's like which which is the world that we are teaching him with books you know it's not the world that he's living in then you close the book and there's computers everywhere and he doesn't have any type of relationship or we as a parents we are not building any type of relationship with these devices except you know placing them in front of them you know but we are not talking about what is actually going on behind or so i was very excited with this idea of how would it look like if you would open a computer like you open a book what would you find and which are the stories that that are happening inside and uh, from the very moment again i was so into it i was like oh this this must be amazing right so I went for it and uh, it's been two years now. Tell us more about the technical details. Like what is the project about? Uh, so it's a book series. Tell us more. Like what is the format? How you're publishing it? Like what, what are the details about it? It all started with a lot of drawings and a lot of journaling, right? So from the very beginning, the idea was not that clear because also... In the, same, in the sense of what is going to be the format, right? Like what is going to... So it evolved. I let it evolve in a very natural way. Also because I was so sleep deprived, you know, so I couldn't really make like <laughs> informed decisions about it. So it was also very, um, very feeling based, you know, it came from a very deep place inside of me, right? Especially because I was mainly working on it while he was sleeping next to me, you know, so it was also, it came from that, from that place and um so how i came up with the with the final format well for now it's going to be a series of books i'm i'm going to focus on that for for the next year as well 2020 and uh, at the end of next year i want to have three books the first one it's about viruses and how to how to keep your computer safe and well one of the main characters so we didn't mention but Therus and ona they are the main characters in the book. They live in a binary world together with terabytes of other zeros and ones. And it is called the binary world. So it is about uh, computers, but it's also about the friendship between this zero and this one, you know, a he and a she, and uh, how they actually uh, humanize the world of computers. So the first title, it's about viruses. I'm going to do a little bit of a spoiling here, but uh, <laughs> the second title, um, which I'm working on at the moment, is about there is a problem happening at the um, arithmetic logic unit inside the computer. So something in the brain of the computer is going wrong, and Thedos and Ona needs to help with that. And then farther than the line, I'm thinking about more hot topics like uh, data protection, privacy and security how many how many pages uh, are you looking are we looking at it is like a 200 page tome or more of a like cardboard page smaller book it's a picture book and i actually i mean of course it's for children but i don't really necessarily would like to say it's for children because uh, i got a lot of grown-ups also enjoying it and saying wow this this is real fun you know and i'm really learning something with this but as I aimed for the for the parent and the and the child, I have a thirty-two book at the moment with pictures, plus 
apparent guide and a glossary at the end. And also I'm, I'm preparing a mailing list in which, of course, I will be sharing uh, news and updates from the project, but it expands whatever happens in the book because there are so many details and the world of computers is amazingly huge and I couldn't help myself to put this detail here, that detail there, right? So people are like, but I don't know about this thing that you put in page seven, you know? So like, wait, 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 emails are coming, you know, because I think the most important thing about the project is actually to open up the conversation with our kids about the world of technology in whatever way we do it. So kids and parents will be getting emails about, hey, did you hear about IP addresses? Hey, did you hear about RGB codes? You know, and then just introducing these terms slowly like drops you know into a child's vocabulary and then you know laying back and then seeing what they come up with you know and how it becomes part of their world i'm very excited about that that's really fascinating how our kids interact with uh, computers even before they can read or write Mm -hmm. they can already navigate an ipad pretty confidently yes (laughs) and not just that and a tv set or anything often much better than older ones. What do you think, your, your own son is not that old, but what do you think is going to be the trajectory of uh, his tech education, uh, starting with your books and then beyond that? Like, how do you think modern kids should be interacting with technology? He's still two years old, as you said. So he's very little to actually see how it's having an impact on him at the moment. But he's totally in love with Zerus and Ona at the moment. And only seeing that, just waiting to see what it brings during the upcoming two years before he goes to school and so on. It's very exciting for us and we cannot predict how it's going to be. My own thoughts about technology education. I'm a little bit concerned about the way everyone or in a lot of media, there's this thought about this idea of everyone needs to to learn to code right or everyone need i don't know how is it in russia i'm not i'm not really very well aware of what's going on locally because i hang out in the online community okay but it's definitely a trend that i can see in the online community for sure yeah so in in the netherlands i think there is a law coming up that by i don't know exactly the year but by a certain moment, there should be um, like programming lessons in every school across the country or a way in which kids are introduced to the topic, right? Here's the thing. Growing up, uh, my dad always wanted me to go into computer science and he was so into it. <laughs> and I was like, but dad, you know, that's so boring, you know, and uh they are so gray, you know, and I don't see the point. And I want to do something creative and colorful. And I want to help people, you know. And I didn't see technology as that because it was sold to me in a way that it was about programming, you know, and it was about this black... I didn't get the whole picture for whatever reason. And I'm a little bit afraid that that's going to happen as well, you know, if the first contact that kids have with technology is like, okay, today we're going to learn how about loops, you know, or today we're going <laughs> to learn about... And they don't see actually the full picture of it, you know, and the human side of it. That's why 
I think it is more and more our responsibility as parents to take care of the relationship that we want our kids to have with technology. And later on in their education, sure, schools can bring in and give them the tools and teach them how to code and so, but they already had this understanding of what is technology about, you know, what you could do with it, you know, the, the, the creative, the colorful, the... It, they can also get the idea of it's a tool, right? Like learning, knowing how computers work and understanding them. It's a very powerful tool for the world that they are going to live in, you know? Not necessarily they need to become programmers or tech wizards. Frankly speaking, I don't agree that everyone should learn to code. And uh, my own personal history goes backwards because at school and in, in college, I studied to be a programmer, but I never apply any of that in real life right now. Even though, of course, I'm a well-rounded human being, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, the the work I do in the technology industry these days, it's not relevant to actual programming. Like, I'm not opening up the code editor for the only exception of tweaking the style sheets for the website, but that's about it. So it can be different ways, really. There is so much more to learn about the way products are built, for example, uh, the way like we, that we need to build useful products, but not cool products and uh, another like marketing things and um, everything else that's not covered in the coding lessons at school. <laughs> exactly. And I think we are, my point of view um, in relation to that topic is that we are over, we're overseeing something more critical at the moment, which is what you said, like thinking about the products that we are building, you know. So during these two years, the whole project started about, okay, I'm going to draw zeros and ones, you know. But at some point I said, like, what's your why, Miriam? What's your why? You know, like, what is that why behind the project that actually it's going to give you everything that you need to actually make this a reality and not only a fun project that you work on, right? And for me, it was something that I see around in the digital world. So my dream is to have a better, more human digital world, you say, right? And in my experience, I believe that the world of internet, it's becoming a very noisy place. And oh, yeah. it feels like <laughs> it feels like there are billboards everywhere, right? Like it's like, oh, it's for me, it's very unpleasant at the moment to go uh, online most of the times. Sure, there are exceptions. Eh? I'm not I'm not talking about. And then you also see very unhealthy practices, right? Like infinite feeds, you know, or infinite scrolling. You know, my husband laughs whenever I say that, but I said like, look, it's proven to to cause anxiety in a lot of humans, you know, and we keep doing that, you know, like humans keep designing those type of Anyway, and then there is also this <laughs> <laughs> there is also this side that sometimes there is a very dark energy in the internet, you know. So there is anger, there is resentment, there is there are so anyway, you name it. And I think there are two reasons for that. One, it is how we design those online tools. And second, it is how we humans use them. Like Coming back to what you were said about there's much more about programming. There is like, how do we actually build those tools? You know, like, how do we design them? You know, how do we think about them? You know, and 
we need people there as well, right? I think it starts... Uh, well, uh, this, this writer that I really like, Lauren Sapella, she says, we have a lot of technology at our disposal, but uh, limited level of love to balance it. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I agree, right? Like people say, robots are coming, robots are coming which means that computers will be even greater part of our lives in the coming years. But don't forget that humans are behind them, right? The ones thinking, designing, building them. And, and I believe that, that we need these teams of humans to be as diverse as possible. Like I believe in diversity as a as a force <laughs> for humanity, right? And uh, that's why I think it's important that the interest for computers in whatever way it is, not only programming, uh, needs to reach as many kids as possible. We cannot say anymore, it didn't reach me back then, right? So I wanted to say like 30 years ago, my dad didn't know how to reach me. You know, he he was not able to tell me, look, this is about helping people. You know, this is about coming up with solutions. You know, like he he wasn't, I didn't get that human side of it. And I think, yeah, that's what I hope. That's what Therosalona hopes for. Bringing together, you know, the technical side of computers in whatever way it is again. And uh, and the emotional side of storytelling to our kids as a way to, to raise their interest, their curiosity. We've talked before recording this, we've talked a bit about your creative process and how you you have this all these ideas how we can improve the digital world. But when it comes to preparing the books, you start backwards from the playing part. So tell us, uh, how, how do you do that? How do you come up with the ideas and what topics to cover in each book and what bits to disclose and what to not disclose? It's changed over the two years a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think I, I loosen up a little bit in the two years, and that's good. <laughs> I learned <laughs> I learned to to trust the process of and to to believe in in creativity, to let a little bit to let it go a little bit. But also, I'm learning how to work with my intuition more and more, and how to tap into it and really and really trust that part of, of the work. And uh, I was not used to that, Jane, ever, <laughs> <laughs> ever. You know, that advice is very hard to follow because your intuition is different from other people's intuition. Yes. <laughs> And it's always hard to do that. One of the tools that I use is coming from a book, uh, The Artist Way. They, they give you two tools to actually tap on your creativity and um, to connect with the other side they call it mm -hmm. and one of the tools is morning pages three pages free writing every morning first thing when you wake up Therus and Anona I can tell yeah they were born there the book tells you your morning pages are going to be boring you will Some days you would say, why am I going to do this? You know, those days are the ones more important in which you need to sit and do it. And then you will just keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. And as I said, Therus and Ona were born when I just had my baby. And I can tell you, I was very lost. Yeah. I was like, oh, 
I have a new whole human in my life, you know, like I cannot go back to work, you know, I'm not sleeping properly, like, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna write, and I started write, and it helped me, it helped me to actually, well, from, from all that, what came out was that I was actually not taking proper care of my creativity, and it was important for me, other people, you know, like, they do it in other ways, but for me, creativity was like how I describe it right now. It's like take that thing that really fires you up inside, you know, and then do something with it, you know, like that that doesn't exist, you know. And um, I was not really doing that before. Have uh, I mean, I had my job, you know, like, but for yourself, you know, for me, I realized in those morning pages. It was a very big thing for me. And at some point, uh, Therus and Nona were there in the morning pages. It was very magical. And now when you go back to those morning pages and you see, wow, first time Therus and Nona appeared on a page. I never had any experience before in writing or, you know, or working in such a big project you know, for such a long time. It, it touches my heart. Do you usually do writing first and then illustrations? Because the illustrations for your book are absolutely spectacular. They come in the same time. So illustrations, the first sketches, they are from the morning pages. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they appear at the same time. So words and pictures, they come at the same time. You're super lucky to have this wonderful overlap of your of the topic that excites you and the means of being able to write about it and draw for it. This is really awesome. I am very fortunate in that case. Yeah. My husband says, like, and now now you need to build the website, you know, and then you need to build the store, and then you do it as well. <laughs> so, like <laughs> And it is also one of the things that uh, that drives the project as well, you know, because I've been working as an architect, I've been, I've been working as a software developer and as a teacher, right? But if you would say, which is the what, the thing that actually, you know, helps you, like, give you the more confidence to actually pursue this project, you know, and then keep working on it. Sure, I needed to, you know, to, I love coloring and I love drawing and I love writing and, and I love teaching, you know, and I love taking those abstract ideas and transforming it into easy, tangible concepts that people understand. I love that. But knowing that down the line, I was going to be able to do it all, meaning the coding stuff, you know, the, the whole technical thing about the project. It, it gives you a lot of power. It, it empowers you. Yeah. I think that's why it's important that we give that to our kids, you know, and it is in their toolkit somehow. So what is next for, for your books? Uh, tell us, like, when is it going out? How can our listeners get their hands on it? Because it's an actual physical book. Yes. So the first title in the collection is already available for pre-order at the website. Uh, it is therusanona.com. Dutch and English versions are available. The book is coming out uh, later in uh, in the end of by the end of November. I'm doing self-publishing, and I will be having lots of books coming to my house in the next two weeks. And <laughs> I will be um, signing and personalizing every book for a weekend. <laughs> Do you have like stickers or anything for kids? Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking still about the different gifts because I also want to make them like a little bit uh, 
to bring it to life a little bit and then doing like some three-dimensional uh, puppets or I, I'm still thinking about the whole uh, characters thing but um, and also I'm doing this for the people in Amsterdam or in the Netherlands I'm doing this book launch party on December 12th don't know when this podcast will be out but just in case come and celebrate like it will be in really Amsterdam? nice in Amsterdam in Amsterdam the details will be on the website as well by the time the podcast is out the next books i'm right now working on the second one and it will be out early 2020 thank you so so much for sharing your story for bringing up this important subject of uh, tech education for kids i'm hoping uh, together and with your great help and effort we can make this world better mm, thank you so much Ian, for having me it was very fun thank you for letting me sharing it with your audience thank you so much miriam hope you have a great rest of your week same to you bye everyone